Okay. Yeah, that's breaking news. Oh, uh, so, so Gerard Mayo and Brian Flores. Scott Petrak joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hello, bud. Hey, man. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, we are well. Thank you for the time today. It's a busy day out there in Berea, and we appreciate you breaking away to talk with us a little bit. Uh, before we get to the Thanks. candidates who have been at least reportedly been uh, going to be contacted by the Browns, any surprise by you that Joe Woods was let go today? No. Uh, to me, the only potential hang-up was, you know, Kevin Stefanski hadn't made any major moves to his coaching staff in the two years, or, you know, now it's three seasons that he's been here. So you just wondered, or I wondered, would he pull the trigger on it? Um, but I assumed he would, just given the momentum of things, how the defense performed. And to me, the reality that when you miss the playoffs two years in a row with the expectations the Browns had, there need to be changes, and that seemed like the most logical change to me. How much of the responsibility is on Kevin? Um, yeah, I mean he's a head coach, right? So right. I think there's I think there's some on Kevin. Now you know he's in some of those meetings. He's got his hands in the game plan. So yeah, I don't think it's right to remove him completely. I would say that you know Joe Woods calls the plays, and it's a Joe Woods defense. But I also think there's you know blame to be put on the players. You know, the execution, but also, you know, the issues that they had off the field, right, with guys being benched at the start of games or for complete games. And then, you know, Andrew Barry for putting the defensive roster together. And we've talked about it a million times, you know, are those defensive tackles good enough to compete in this league like you want to, especially stopping the run? And, you know, I think at some level, Joe Woods' hands were tied, um, you know, to some degree. Scott, you just laid out a, a lot of reasons why things might not have gone well. I, I go back to this one, too, and, and you tell me. I might have just missed it, but I can't tell you any kind of identity that that defense had this year. What did they really yeah, want to think, do, and, and how did they want to do it? I, I think that's probably fair, Jeff. You know, I think it's – I would say it's probably harder to get an idea, identity – on defense than offense, unless you're going to be hyper aggressive, right? Mm -hmm. You're just going to bring a bunch of blitzes and you're, you know, you're a buddy Ryan defense or whatever. You know, we've seen that throughout the league and those are easy to identify. Uh, you know, you can also say you're bend, but don't break, but you know, nobody likes that. And I think that's harder to kind of conceptualize. So I, I do think you have a point. Um, did we say, Oh my gosh, they're a press man to man team that trusts its corners and relies on. No, we, we never saw said that either. So I would I would say that's accurate. Let's kind of break down yesterday for a second. Uh, your thoughts on the the way they finished things off yesterday? Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought they you know continued to play hard, and I don't think that's been an issue this season. Um, you know, you had the good start, and then you had four straight possessions where the Steelers scored, and that's where the game turned. And that's not all on the defense. You know, Deshaun Watson threw two interceptions in those in that time period and led to ten points. And those points wind up being critical. You know, they couldn't pass the tech like they needed to. Um, I did think, you know, we've talked about it a billion times, and most of the time I argue with Jeff, but I felt like you probably should have run the ball more. I understand why the plan was to spread out the Steelers and throw it, right, because that's how you think they're susceptible. But it felt like that put Deshaun Watson in harm's way a lot um, with the way the protection was and the way the Steelers rushed the passer. Um, you know, and then they got it, they had a chance late, you know, they had the late touchdown and then the defense couldn't get on, off the field on third down. So 
you know, I think all of it combined for, you know, another tough loss to end a season in Pittsburgh, like we've seen so many times. Scott Petrak joining us, covers the Browns for the Chronicle Telegram. You can read all of his work at brownzone.com, and uh, you'll certainly want to do that after everything that happened yesterday, Joe Woods being released today, and uh, all the players, and then Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski speaking later. Scott will be all over it. Do you think the Browns are looking for just a a good candidate for a defensive coordinator, Scott, or are they looking for something specific football-wise yeah. from a defensive coordinator? I tell you what, Jeff, that's one of the first questions I want to ask Kevin Stefanski and or Andrew Barry later today, right? They're talking at three thirty, because um, I don't know exactly what Kevin Stefanski is looking for. I would assume he would want someone in, with experience, right? If you're trying to go to the playoffs and you have high expectations, and those would be what the expectations are next year, you know, are you willing to go through growing pains of a first-time defensive coordinator? Maybe, right? They requested to interview Gerard Mayo. Um, he's never been a defensive coordinator. I don't, you know, who knows what they do in New England. So maybe the Browns consider him like the de facto defensive coordinator. Um, but you know, I don't know if you want to go super young. I I like the idea of experience. I like the idea of a guy that plays runs a four three because I certainly don't think you want to mess with Miles Garrett putting him anything besides being a you know four or four three defensive end. So those things jump out to me. But I do want to hear um, Stefanski, you know, give you his explanation. Um, how much – do you think we see any more movement in the Browns coaching staff? I, I don't. I know we've talked – speculated a lot about Mike Kiefer, right? Yeah. And I think for good reason. I thought the special teams struggled early in the season. I also think they made big improvements in the second half of the season. I think Kiefer is more established in his career than Woods is. Um so I, you know, I'm not ruling out a change there, but it feels to me like it probably would have made it by now, right? Would you fire one coordinator and yeah. wait hours or a day to fire another one? I also, um, I also think he had better talent to use at the end of the season when running the ball back, don't you? Oh, I mean, once yeah, you put yeah, down yeah, the yeah, people's yeah. Jones back there, you change the whole game. Yeah, and you know, I also think you know from the special teams, you know, you can only do so much, right? I mean, right. he's not returning kicks, he's not making kicks. It's are his plans solid? Are his coverage schemes solid? And I think they probably are for the most part. You know, he's been doing this an awful long time. Right. Um, and I don't think it was an issue until this year, really. So, yeah, let's, let's assume Prefer comes back. Then it's what changes, what other changes were made on the defensive staff. And I would think that that would be highly based on who the next coordinator they hire is, right? That guy is going to have to have, you know, some control over who he puts on his staff. Now, will Stavansky or Barry say, hey, we like Jeff Howard, we like Chris Kiffin, want to give this guy an interview. I'm sure that will happen, um, but I do think the new coordinator will have say over at least part of that staff. Anybody internally who could be the defensive coordinator? And I, Chris Kiffin has a big name. Yeah. The, the name I Kiffin mean, is a great defensive yeah, name I mean, in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, his dad, Monty, right, his brother, yeah. Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, maybe Chris gets an interview. Um uh, you know, I know Kevin, or at least I've always gotten the impression that Kevin Stefanski is really high on Ben Bloom. He's the run, run coordinator, run game coordinator. Which you know, the way they were against the run, I think people would probably have a adverse reaction to that. Um, but you know, those are two names that might get some consideration. But you know, this feels like an outside hire to me, and, and part of that is because you know you could have fired Joe Woods at midseason. And I would think one of the reasons maybe he resisted doing that 
was because you weren't completely comfortable with whoever on your staff would come in and replace him. So go to Sean Watson for a second. Just your thoughts of what we were able to watch here at the end of the season as we head into next year and what has to happen for him to be a better quarterback next year. I'll tell you what, I think it was kind of, I don't know if perplexing is too strong, but I'm going to go with that word. You saw, you know, you saw glimpses and flashes of what you'd expect to see, what you saw in Houston, right? Even yesterday, some of those runs, um, a couple throws. You go, man, that's, that's the guy. And then you see, you know, struggles, obviously the struggles in Houston in his first game. But even since then, you know, the first half against Washington, I thought it was a real struggle. And it's not, we're not just talking like from an accuracy standpoint, it's comfort in the pocket. I think it's seeing the field. I think we saw that some yesterday, right? We talk about all the pressure he was under yesterday, and that was true. But then there were a bunch of plays where he sat back there all day and couldn't find somebody open. Now, is that him? Is it the receivers not getting open? Is it the Steelers playing good coverage? I'm sure it's all of that combined. But where he just didn't look comfortable or he had time, and yet he took off anyway. You know, like, so I think he's still working through not having played in 700 days, being in a new scheme, new play calls, all of that. And I guess, and, you know, I think plenty of us fell victim to this, I, I guess we should have expected more growing pains than we did. And he talked about that after the game yesterday, that you shouldn't have expected him to go 6-0, and right? Like, he almost, not that he was satisfied with 3-3, three and three, but it was almost a, hey, 3-3 three and three isn't bad because it had been 700 days. Scott Petrak joining us. Andy and I just mentioned this about Watson. He was sacked a lot yesterday, was sacked uh, in, in the previous game against the Commanders, and he was sacked a lot in Houston even when they were putting up 11- and 10-win yeah. seasons. I, I wonder if, if there might need to be an evaluation of what he's doing out there. And you know, He's great at, at avoiding the rush and you know, extending plays and all that. Maybe for the sake of his body and maybe his offense, he might need to get rid of the ball a little bit more quickly and maybe quit doing that as much. Yeah, that, it's interesting. I, I think there's a balance there, Jeff, right? Because you don't want to take away one no. of the things he does great, right? Exactly and, right. And, and there's, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks with that style that take a lot of sacks. And not that Big Ben has the same style, but he was the kind of guy that liked to extend plays. I think he would take a bunch of sacks. Now, he was probably 40 pounds heavier than Watson, so he could absorb that punishment. So your point is still well taken. Um, but I do think there's a balance there between – all right, these need to be quick decisions, and, hey, these are plays where we can extend it. And it's an adjustment period for him. I think it's an adjustment period for Stefanski as a play caller. And we talked to Joe Batoni about this. Like, as a lineman, he says, we're going to have to get to the point where we just know we're going to have to block forever. And he goes, as much as you tell yourself that, in your head you have a clock. It's like, oh, I can probably – the play's probably over. And then it's not with Deshaun because he's still running around back there. So – uh, you know, I think there will still be, or I know there's going to be an adjustment period from now until 2023. The interesting thing is how long will that take, right? Are they ready to go week one, or is there still, you know, adjustments that are made for the first month of the season? Uh, you know, and I think that would be kind of a worrisome thought for, you know, the team and his fans. Scott, a busy day out there. We thank you for taking time to be with us. Thanks, Scotty. Hey, thanks, fellas.